Hi guys, this is Fatal Tales. My name's Katie. And I'm Azra. And today, we're gonna do a Tiny Tales episode that's nothing like any of the other ones we've done before. Nope. Are you ready to hear some of our weird-ass opinions on Black Mirror? You better be, because that's what this episode is. <laughs> also, if you have not watched the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror, spoiler alert. Also, if you haven't watched San Junipero, why not? Literally, why the fuck not? Super gay, super fun. It's the best Black Mirror episode out there. Purely because it's super gay. Go watch it. There's going to be a lot of spoilers for that episode in particular, but we're also going to be talking Nosedive, White Bear. What I'm going to be honest. Mean, if you haven't seen the series, probably go watch the series first. Because yeah. A, you're not going to care. B, you're not going to have a fucking clue what we're talking about. And C... It's a good series. Like, it's it's worth a watch. Especially the first, oh, like, yeah. three seasons are well worth a watch. So. Mm-hmm. No, the first three seasons are good. And then season four is kind of when it gets bad. And then season five is god-awful. Which we're going to get into about why season five was so bad. And why Miley Cyrus's episode was the worst thing that Black Mirror has ever done. My- Miley Cyrus's episode was basically just an autobiography that they painted as science fiction. Like It was. It doesn't. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some yeah. of our favorite episodes first because I think that's going to be the more interesting part. And then we'll talk mm-hmm. about some of the worst ones. And we're yeah, going to but- start with... Sorry. No, but first we have some housekeeping things to do. So first, I just want to say that if you listen to the audio of Mr. Cruel before we had the chance to fix it and all you got was like music and then silence, I'm very sorry about that. That is 100% my bad, not Katie's. I messed up when I was editing and didn't listen to it completely before I uploaded it because I was exhausted after studying all day but it is fixed now if you downloaded it before we got the chance to re-upload it you're gonna have to delete the episode and then re-download it to listen again but yeah it is completely fixed fixed now on all platforms we have tested it on every single platform and it is fixed everywhere but yeah we just wanted to let you guys know that and also you may notice that this is coming out on a friday and also it is a tiny tail not a regular full-length episode like our normal schedule would call for. Katie and I kind of talked about what our schedule has been like and we decided it would be best for us to do Tiny Tales episodes every other week from now on and regular full-length episodes every other week as well and we're changing our upload schedule to Fridays now. Kind of the reason we decided to do this is because we want to have more time to fully dedicate to researching our full-length episodes, so we want to be able to really delve in deep into our research, and we feel like Katie's in, like, working full-time and I'm in school full-time right now, and, like, one week just isn't enough to, like, go as in-depth in research as we really want to, plus we really don't have time to spend with each other if we're doing every week plus a Saturday episode. So yeah, that's what we're doing every other week for episodes and every other week for Tiny Tales episodes now as well. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, hopefully our Tiny Tales are going to be a little bit longer, a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I mean, our Tiny Tales so far have been things that we're interested in, but just hopefully we'll spend a little bit more time on them so that there's more content for you guys, but we'd just rather do something short that you guys are going to enjoy and that we're going to be able to enjoy 
and not put as much stress on ourselves in this particular season of our life so right and um yeah the tiny the tiny tales are really fun for us to do and they're really like fun spooky tales and um something that i also really want to dedicate in our tiny tales episodes is cases that are smaller like the christy sheets or megan huntsman case where there really wasn't that much information for us so we had to merge them into one big episode we could do like each one into one single tiny tales episode or i would really like to dedicate tiny tales episodes to some black lives matter cases or some cases of like missing indigenous peoples because like that's a problem but there's obviously not like a ton of information out there because the media doesn't cover it a lot right so that's kind of what we want to take the direction of our tiny tales in right um but yeah anyways hopefully you'll stick around with us hopefully you'll enjoy the stuff that we're putting out we're gonna try and do bigger cases more interesting cases cases that you guys really want us to research and we want to do them better than we've been doing the ones some of the ones that we've done so anyway yeah regardless black mirror now yeah let's get back to the episode black mirror is what's happening tonight black mirror for those of you who are not aware of it don't listen to this go watch it but it's like a dystopian kind of like sci-fi like here's what's potentially possible with technology and here's how it's gonna fuck everything up essentially and some of the episodes are fantastic some of the episodes are great especially like the early seasons are really really interesting and they really make you think about like what people are like are capable of yeah i think the point of it is to point out flaws in human nature Mm -hmm. more than it is to like predict the future of technology Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Not to predict the future of technology, but, like, to say, if humans had access to this technology, what would they do to it? What are they capable of doing with it? Like, humans are not altruistic, necessarily, you know? Like, that's the point of the show, is to say, we are flawed creatures, and this is probably what would end up happening. (laughs) Right. Now, one of our favorite episodes, jointly, is an episode called San Junipero. It is in the third season, which is, like, right before the show takes, like, a sharp turn down. So, like I said, it's a Black Mirror episode, so it's set in this, like, futuristic time where they have figured out a way to essentially upload your consciousness into this, like, server that allows you to kind of go on living after you've died. So when you die, they upload your consciousness into the server, and you just live in this like idyllic town called san junipero at like whatever age you want yeah whatever age you want you can wear whatever you want you can have whatever car you want you have your house like it's like sims but you just live there essentially when you're in an old folks home or like you're approaching death they allow you to kind of do trial runs in san junipero where you essentially just get to like spend a night there like I think it's three hours that you get to just like be there for a little while and then you go home on and it's like every Friday night the town fills up with people who are visiting and then they leave at midnight and so the story is of Yorkie this redhead and Kelly this super flamboyant really beautiful outgoing woman and they are both visiting San Junipero every Friday night and they meet and Yorkie is kind of too nervous to really spend any time with Kelly. She gets freaks, gets freaked out and she like essentially is just like, I can't do this. 
I'm engaged and she kind of leaves and then the next week on that Friday she goes and she finds Kelly and they just have this really amazing night together and they talk and they make out and they sleep together and it's just like this really strong connection and Yorkie basically just falls head over heels for Kelly and then she goes back the next week and she can't find Kelly. Yorkie that night goes to a bunch of different times, a bunch of different places where she thinks that Kelly might be. She finally finds her in like this 2002 setting instead of like the 80s. She's in 2002. And so the two of them have this conversation and it's really tense and Kelly basically is like, I'm just here to have fun. I'm not here for anything serious. I'm not looking for a relationship. I am dying and I just want to die and that be the end of it. And then they talk about like if they ever met in real life, how they would never have hit it off. And Yorkie's like, this is like this one chance for me to like actually live is in this San Junipero, this like place that I can come to and just be and nobody really knows what I'm going through at home. Nobody knows what my real life is like and I can just be here. And Kelly decides to go and visit her. In real life, Kelly gets in a car and she's like, 80 dying cancer and she has like this person take her to go see a Yorkie and it turns out that Yorkie is bedridden and she's a quadriplegic so she is not able to speak she doesn't really have any ability to move around on her own or take care of herself Yorkie's fiance is Greg who's gonna marry her because Yorkie's family is homophobic and they also don't like they're very religious and they think that San Junipero is like evil and bad or whatever um because it prevents you from going to like an actual afterlife potentially but they don't like the idea of her going to San Junipero and Yorkie wants to when she dies so instead of allowing her to marry Greg Kelly essentially goes into like this little short like five minute simulation with Yorkie and she says don't marry Greg, marry me instead. Like, we at least know each other and it will be more meaningful for you if you marry me and then you can go to San Junipero. And so they get married and Yorkie goes to this afterlife and then they go into, you know, Kelly goes into the simulation that night and they wear wedding dresses and they cruise around and it's just this really beautiful love story. But then at the end of the night, Yorkie's like, stay with me. Like, I want... I want this to be real. Like, I want this to be our lives. Kelly kind of reveals that she doesn't want to because she was married before and her husband didn't, you know, want to be in San Junipero. He left, he died, and she had a daughter who died. And it just, she feels like it wouldn't be fair in a way to give up on them. But then the end of the episode, Kelly decides to stay and her and Yorkie essentially have this, like, reunion and the, the, like, end scene is just, like, them kind of riding off into the sunset in a convertible. And I don't know, I mean, I guess that's, that's the episode, really. But it's just this really beautiful queer love story. And it's not about them being gay so much, because it's obviously telling this, like, technology story. And that's, like, kind of the center of it is it's a Black Mirror episode, so it's, like, telling this technology story, but somehow they get something right about being gay and about love that, frankly, 
most LGBT media misses. Honestly, it's some of the best representation I've ever seen for bisexual people, for women who love women, for, I mean, just like so many different things. Um, falling in I love mean, later in life. The reality is, as women who love women, we don't really get very many good media representations where the story ends with them together or with a happy ending or where it's not necessarily revolving around like a huge coming out thing while they're in high school you know right like it this is just a love story really Mm-hmm. like they both already know that they are attracted to women they're in this party town like nobody has both... family to come out to exactly they're both dying but they're you know in this kind of afterlife passover so they can just do whatever the fuck they want to do really and yorkie has completely fallen in love with kelly and it's just incredible representation and we never get that like katie and i talk about it all the time how like we just we're so deprived of, of representation that like we eat up everything that we get you know we just crave good representation or any kind of representation really that like spoiler alert for the half of it i'm so sorry you look at a movie like the half of it which is a great 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 movie i'm not shitting on it at all but like it's a fucking sad movie (laughs) and And it's just another typical movie where like she's realizing that she's gay and the other one is realizing that she's gay and then they don't end up together you know and then there's just like one spoiler oh fuck yeah (laughs) everything we're any any movie you hear us talk about if you haven't seen it maybe just click off or like skip five seconds yeah but it's just really disappointing to see like over and over again like specifically with like gay women in media how underrepresented we are or misrepresented we are or just disappointingly represented we are like our whole lives aren't coming out you know well like everything in our lives doesn't revolve around coming out i feel like when it comes to specifically women who love women like there is so, you know good men who love men representation there's bad men who love men representation there's not enough of either but specifically women who love women representation that genre specifically is largely stories where either they don't end up together at the end or one of them dies or one of them cheats on their spouse or there's like really explicit sex scenes or you know there's just so many different ways that women who love women representation is just done for men for straight people for people who don't understand what it's like to be lgbt and it's not about like just being in love with another woman you know and this story gay people are actual people too who fall in love the same way that straight people do and I don't think that others realize that. I don't know. Well, it's it's like media doesn't. I think that there are individuals who do, but media. Well, yeah, as no, a no, whole, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, is very obsessed with stories about coming out, which be, is because stories about coming out are actually stories about straight for people. For straight people, right? Yeah. Because it, the whole process of it is for straight people. Because you no know, gay person wants to come out, like. 
I've said this over and over and over again, but it's fucking traumatic. Like, it's a traumatic experience to have to go through. And, like, I'm so happy that we're both done with that. But it's traumatic and I never want to relive it. Yeah. (laughs) But I know we're going to have to throughout the course of our lives because that's just the nature of, you know, being us. Right. Um, But it's for straight people. Well, coming out can be a big deal or a small deal. Coming out to your family is generally a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, coming out stories, like, stories like Love, Simon, Happiest Season, the whole storyline revolves around... Coming out. Like, coming out and how straight people react to that, how their families react to that, how their friends react to that, what they think of, you know, them being gay. And especially, like, like Love, Simon is so centered around him coming out and that being a negative thing and that's the central like climax of the movie is him coming out and it's just like yes coming out is a big deal and coming out is very impactful on a person's life but it's not the central struggle of my life and it you know I I'm gonna go on to have you know 40 50 years hopefully of life as a queer person as someone who is in love with a woman who is, you know, going through my life, working different jobs, having different stories and things that happen to me. And I just seriously, deeply wish that there were more stories about those other life things rather than stories just about coming out. Also, not only that, not only is it not the only like part of our lives and not the only problem in our lives and the only focal point in our lives but it's also that if we want to watch something with a good representation for us we're essentially being forced to relive the most traumatic moments of our life absolutely absolutely that you hit the nail right on the head like (laughs) like if i want to watch the happiest season which is like a good movie like it's funny Kristen stewart and aubrey plaza and dan levy are wonderful in it you know right it's great like it's funny Ari plaza is the best part of it don't you know whatever absolutely absolutely but <laughs> Ari plaza um, and kristen stewart should have ended up together that's all i have to say you're fucking respect. right you're fucking right but i watch it and it's like anxiety inducing and i don't think something that's made for queer people should be anxiety inducing for the people that it's supposedly made for you know right especially like a movie for the holiday season like the only holiday movie that we have well that and make the yuletide gay which is great by the way oh yeah if you guys haven't seen make the yuletide gay it's fucking funny and good but it's also another one about coming out yeah i would say it's better than happiest season in my opinion make the yuletide gay is basically the happiest season but it's about two gay guys and the relationship is far superior and it's fucking funny it's way less problematic. Like, if, if yeah. you watch The Happiest Season and you were like, hmm, don't love this, go watch Make the Yuletide Gay and you'll feel a little better. Um, yeah. But the problem is the supporting cast is not as good. Like, Dan Levy and Aubrey Plaza are not in it, which is tragic. That's true. That Yeah, Dan right. Levy is a fucking gem. If you want really good, like, representation, watch Shit's Creek. Um, yeah. But again, that's men. But that's men. not women. That's that's not women. <laughs> right. But it's it's two gay men or a pansexual man and a gay man. But oh, such a good relationship. I 
cried. Ask Katie. I fucking cried. Yeah, I <laughs> like mean, watching that. <laughs> but this is this is the exact same thing that I'm talking about, and we're we're going off on a tangent hardcore on this. But I think that this is important because this is what I'm saying is like in the middle of this like dystopian sci-fi like show, you happen to have this really beautiful queer storyline. These two women who fall in love and they they end up together like mm-hmm. they get married so few yeah they get married there's so few storylines like that where queer people get a happy ending and it's not about there's literally no coming out scene ever it's just it's just a love story and i don't i wish that i could say another movie that i can think of that has like zero tension around being gay i can't i mean san junipero has tension around being gay because obviously like there's like like i feel like there's a way to do it and san junipero does it right because yorkie has internalized homophobia but they handle it well because of the way her family reacted when she came out when she was like 21 right but they handle it well they do it well because now she's in a place where she can like this is like 50 years in the future and now she's in the in a place where she can truly be herself right and i feel like i wouldn't even call well parts of it are internalized homophobia but i think more than that yorkie's struggle isn't necessarily like homophobia so much as it is just being unsure of herself i think that perhaps san gina Perro works better than other queer media particularly women love women media because it was written naturally yeah in that like you mentioned while we were watching the episode that it was originally written as a straight couple like it was supposed to be a straight couple and then they were just like no this is fucking boring you know right and so it was just like a very normal relationship that was represented like on screen right and like spoiler alert that's what fucking queer relationships are like we're just like any other relationship you know right. like there's nothing particularly exciting about them it's just like there's like it's just like being in love literally like it's not this it doesn't have to be this big thing that movies make it out to be or this weird thing that movies make it out to be it's not different it's just love it's just a relationship and i think that maybe that's why it seems so natural in san junipero because the writer initially wrote it to be a straight couple so they just kept in all the relationship stuff as if it was a straight couple i mean the only difference i think is the certain inkling of like internalized homophobia that yorkie has and then Um, the coming out plot line and her like getting in that accident right with her parents yeah but that's like literally then, yeah. three seconds of the show mm-hmm, yeah and then just kelly saying that she's by right like that's literally it so like it could be any other couple like it could be two men it could be two women it could be a man and a woman it could be like someone who's non-binary like it literally any other kind of couple but i think that's what makes it so such good like so good coming out stories are fine but they're just so overdone. And like you said, they're traumatic. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we just watched Love, Simon two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. And 
you know watching it when i was i think 17 was a really pivotal moment for me i remember sitting in the theater and it was right at the point where i had finally started to kind of be like maybe i'm bi maybe i do like girls like fuck you know (laughs) like i can't hide this from myself anymore and it was a really pivotal moment for me but i feel like every coming out story isn't like love simon first of all yeah like the big sit down talk with his mom you know Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen for so many kids and like you and i are both very lucky in that our families were accepting our families were way better than we expected them to be though yeah (laughs) (laughs) like neither of us went in going oh this is gonna be a good conversation mom and dad are gonna love this no it was both of us going in and the other one sitting by the phone like having panic attacks thinking that the other one was gonna call them crying and be like oh it's over like my relationship with my whole family is ruined right we we were just talking katie and i were like we're living in some sort of weird fucking simulation we're like for some reason our families are accepting i don't know well it just feels like i don't know my family made so many jokes and so Mm -hmm. many homophobic comments and so many love the sinner hate the sin type things that it was like there's no way that they're just gonna be cool with this and i still think that there might be like another shoe that drops eventually where like my family's like oh this is like real she's not um gonna just get over this she's not just experimenting yeah yeah but for now They've been really great, and Azra's family has been really great, and even extended family has been really accepting and just been really blessed. But not everybody's story is like that. Sorry. Not everybody's story is like that. And I'm coming from this, like, from a very privileged stance, and I understand that. Like, a very, very privileged stance as somebody whose family is accepting and has been accepting. But, and I think that every, like person who's in the lgbt plus community feels this and kind of understands this like to some degree and to some level but my family is accepting and that's good and that's great but today was the day that i finally came out to the rest of everybody who needed to know you know right like as like the day that we're literally recording this episode right and i'm yes i'm relieved that it went well but like i also feel some resentment in that like you had to be scared in the first place right yeah like Like, why yeah it it shouldn't be a world where we fear that we're going to lose people because Mm -hmm. we're in love (laughs) yeah but also like why did i have to grow up hating myself and Mm -hmm. repressing who i am for so long and then thinking that you know i'm not going to be accepted for so long it's just like just for everything to be fine you know right Right. and like again i understand that this is like a very very like this is coming from a very privileged perspective because like not everybody's family is accepting and like so many people have families who kick them out or who refuse to speak to them so like i'm very privileged in what i'm saying but it's just like it's fucking traumatic growing up and like hearing comments and things like that over and over again and then just like 
internalizing all of that. Yeah, because you do. Yeah. Like, everybody does. Like, every queer person internalizes all of that. They do. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and we shouldn't have to. Yeah. I don't know. It just sucks. It does. That's all. It does. And it feels good to be out, though. Yeah. It does. But I think, I think the magic of San Junipero is, yes, like, Yorkie's family was not accepting. But now she doesn't even have, like, she'll never have to see them again. She gets to just have this beautiful, blissful life for as long as she and Kelly decide to continue in San Junipero. But it's just like, yeah, they just get to be be happy and together for as long as they want to. And yeah, that's beautiful. It's really nice. It is beautiful. Speaking of really beautiful love stories between women, we need to talk Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, that one's great. It is great. And it's like... That one sat- is sad. It, it is oh my god it's so sad and okay it brings a feeling within me the first time that i watched it the feeling that it brought within me a spoilers again for portrait of a lady on fire but it brings feelings within me the end of the movie when i watched it i was like this is the same feeling that i get when you and i are saying goodbye at the end of a visit Mm. (laughs) like as a couple who's in a long distance relationship you know Mm yeah i don't know like that's just the feeling that like obviously it's very different because like they were saying goodbye forever because one of them was like getting married to a man because of the time that they were (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) men are fine but (laughs) (laughs) because of the time that they're living in but like it just brought about those same feelings for me because i was like oh i know i kind of know what it's like to say goodbye and like you know i don't know yeah you know what else is great about a portrait of a lady on fire what the fact that there is like three minutes of screen time where there's a man period my god i know it's it's a really great like film for women because it's all women and it like they're the acting is incredible katie and i just watched this i think we watched this on valentine's day right babe we did watch this on valentine's day fabulous movie it is great but there's this also really great plot line with abortion and how women in that time period like dealt with being pregnant and things like that and mm-hmm. like how they got abortions and stuff and we were just discussing how like important it is to showcase that in film because men write history yeah they really do so we don't learn about any of this we don't learn in school about what it was like for women at that time we don't learn in school about like how dangerous it was for women to get abortions or what it was like for them well but and not even just those types of things but also just like day-to-day life like mm -hmm. this story in the portrait of a lady on fire is just two women who spend like two weeks together and Like, that's not a story you would ever hear in a history class, but it's a very important and beautiful picture of, like, what life is like. It is. And how many fucking queer women there actually are in history, because there are a lot. (laughs) Right. I mean, history just doesn't write about gay people, period, but Mm -hmm. writes a lot about two really close friends, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Fuck, what's his name? Alexander the Great and whatever guy friend he had. David from David and Goliath, that story. He had a friend named Jonathan that was, like, he wept for him when he died. And, you know, like, there's lots of gay people in history for sure. Or at least bi people. Right. But, like, 
it's just like they were really good friends guys they were really really good babe will you be my best friend we're just really close friends really really close friends that's how the history books are gonna write it oh god <laughs> i moved to another country for my best friend yeah just bffs bff things roommate <laughs> You remember that time when we thought that I was just going to move there and we were just going to tell your parents we were roommates? Ah. Yes, we legitimately thought that we were just going to be like roommates forever. But yeah, um, that's that's San Junipero. There are some other really excellent episodes of Black Mirror. Among my other favorites are one from season one called 15 million merits it's the second episode of season one this episode fucked me up like it really messed with my head when i watched it i it it is such a good commentary on the way that our society takes people offers them fame and then they sell their souls for it yeah like but like okay sorry so guys just go watch the episode please if you don't want to hear about this one just skip forward yeah but the girl, what choice did she have? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, the options that she had were horrendous, you know? Be in porn or don't? No, not be in porn or don't. But, like, be in porn or, like, fucking work your ass off in, like, a, like the worst possible, in, like, one of the worst possible lives ever also. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's true. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, I think, but I think it's analogous to the like u.s today at least yeah where like you can either go work a completely menial boring meaningless job that you fucking hate every day or you can do something that you know maybe is scandalous maybe is not the perfect thing for you but hey you're gonna make good money at it and that's great and you know if i were given the opportunity like what you know the guy has this opportunity to like just like rage for you know an hour on a weekly show i'd do it if they offered me a bunch of money to like i'd bitch about I mean, anything you asked me to literally you're listening to this podcast which means that you like to hear us fucking bitch for an hour about <laughs> shit <laughs> right <laughs> right but like i would if you gave me a topic every week and we're like just bitch about this i'd be like okay here we go ready set literally. buckle in he doesn't even care about like when at the end of the episode he doesn't care about what he's talking about he's just talking because he gets a better life for it and you know what Mm -hmm. that's valid valid it is valid it is valid that's the thing yeah it just fucks me up more so what happened to her you know like i just feel bad for her but it's also again it's valid it is it's valid but i feel bad for her I think it's because it feels like she's like doesn't have a choice but the reality is she does have a choice and she makes a decision that like a lot of people make and there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it no there's nothing wrong with it but it's just like i don't know i think it's just something about the way it's framed in that like she seems so clearly uncomfortable with it yeah on stage you know i also think that there's something to be said about like it doesn't feel like it's a choice because her other option is horrifying, right? Mm -hmm. Like, to go back and just ride a bike every day. Right. Like, and again, like I said, when she's on stage for her audition, like, she's clearly uncomfortable. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she doesn't, like, it's, it's framed in a way to make it seem like she doesn't want it. 
Right. But, like, what choice does she have? Right. So, like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's exploitative. And I hate it. And I feel bad for her. And it just makes me think about, like, other people in similar situations. And, like, obviously, it's your choice if you want to work in that industry. Like, more power to you. But, like, there are absolutely people who are exploited you know right absolutely specifically young people who are exploited definitely definitely and and again i think it's it's something to struggle with and something that you like i think the thing that you don't like about it is that it feels like she doesn't really have an option that's exactly what i don't like about it and that's what has always stuck with me from the episode more so than the ending with him yeah it's the ending of her story yeah other favorites nosedive nosedive is fabulous nosedive is probably the like easiest entry episode for anybody Mm -hmm. like oh for sure i would recommend nosedive to everyone nosedive is incredible it's honestly i could see us as a society kind of moving towards something similar to that I mean, credit scores didn't exist until 1989, so the idea of, like, a friendliness rating or, like, a, um... Or looking at your social media. A, yeah, a social media rating, like, giving like, you cheaper rates on apartments or better or access to Even things. just that you need certain social medias to verify you yeah. in order to be able to access certain things like in order to be able to access like certain apartment buildings or things like that like i could absolutely see that being a thing that happens right and like the idea terrifies me because i hate people <laughs> yeah well and i also think that there's something really compa- compelling about like the thing that they they bring out about human nature is that like if you constantly feel surveilled you're gonna be behaving in a very fake way mm-hmm. yeah you're and, gonna be on all the time right and and you're not ever like you're not able to be human like mm-hmm. you're not able to argue with your brother or your best friend or your girlfriend or whatever because you're in this world where every time you get in an argument every time you side-eye the barista every time you mess up somebody's drink if you are the barista you're gonna get down like voted and then you're fucked you know forget that if you wear the wrong outfit you can get downvoted by random fucking strangers or you you break up with your boyfriend and all of a sudden everyone chooses your boyfriend over you oh my god but like do you remember that plot line in the episode though babe Oh, I remember, and it just, like, it's so sad. Like, you don't know why couples have broken up, and even if you do know, like, fuck you. Like, nobody should lose their, like, job over a breakup unless the other person was abusive or something. Yeah. It's just gross. I hate it. It really is. And then when she tries to give him five stars, they downvote her. Right. Gross. But the end of the episode is really like a turning point when she kind of realizes that like her rating doesn't fucking matter after spending the whole episode like having her rating get lower and lower and lower and lower. Right. I don't know. It's really nice. It's a great episode and it really says a lot about us as people I think and like how much weight we put into social media and things like that and it'll make you i think it'll make you examine like 
everything like about like when you post an instagram picture like why do you care so much about how many likes you get you know absolutely which like i still do but like why i mean i think everybody does i think that there's a certain amount of self-worth that is tied to how your social media is doing how you're like if your friends like your posts you know like yeah I've posted twice on Facebook in the last year, probably, and I will admit, I know that those two posts have performed better than, like, pretty much anything that I've ever posted, and it's because they're relationship posts and people don't want to be seen as homophobic, but, um... Right, right, is your coming up post and then your relationship status. Yeah, which... Okay. Yeah, but, like, I mean, those things performed really well, and I have to say against my like better self i feel really good about how they've done Mm -hmm. even though i know that it's not really a reflection of anything about me right it's just like people like want to feel good they're like i liked that post so i'm not homophobic right which is maybe a bad take for us to leave in the episode but that's fine um it's true it is true but yeah i think i think it says something really interesting about like social media and the way that like we as humans interact with each other Mm -hmm. okay next favorite episode i'm really excited to talk about this one white bear white bear has such a actual direct link to the podcast that we do it does Um, it really does and it really gets me thinking about the death penalty yeah and like the moral implications of it And, like, the moral implications of prison and punishment and just, I mean, any of it, right? And, like, is it moral to punish someone for something that they don't even remember doing? Right. And, I mean, okay, I think we should summarize the episode in this, like, just very short. So, if you don't remember White Bear very well, it's the story of this woman who is convicted of helping her boyfriend husband fiance something kidnap and assault and murder a little girl and she's convicted and as her punishment every single day they wipe her memory and then she wakes up no memory at all and she lives a day where everyone in england can come and film her and watch her and there are actors that are hired to basically torture her and it's like she's like not physically torture her but like chase her around town and pretend like they're going to murder her right yeah she gets chased around town and everybody pretends like they're after her and she has like two actors that are there to like keep her in line that are pretending to be friends with her for you know the day essentially but they do it every day so they're pretending to be friends with her every day and they're just like basically there to keep her in check so that she doesn't hurt any of the spectators that are walking through and so that she can at the end of the day, be sat down in front of the audience and explained what she did and that this is her punishment. And just every single day, she's being punished for something she does not remember doing, being just, like, scared out of her mind, being just, it, it, I don't know, to me it's just, it's horrible. You know? It's horrible. It's vile. It is pointless because she's not learning anything she's not even really being punished because every day she's waking up 
with her memory wiped clean so they're just fucking sick everybody who goes and watches it is fucking sick and the people running it are sick because they're they're just brutalizing her for no reason right because like she doesn't remember anything and like did she do it yes is it horrible yes obviously no one's arguing the morality of what she did but shouldn't our justice system be not about like retribution or punishment but about reform reform and and creating a safe society to me that should be the goal of our everything that we do is to create a safe society not to torture like the justice system isn't about karma no it's about justice and about keeping people safe keeping people safe yes and like potentially hopefully reform in some cases right like to me drug offenders it makes no sense to keep them in prison because a most of the time if, especially if they're nonviolent, they're they are nonviolent most of the time they're not harming anyone but themselves and a lot of the time all like what they really need is rehab and reintegration into society and reintegration into a family whether that be of friends or of blood relatives and the like resources that they need to survive to be provided to them so that they can get back on their feet they can get into a healthier frame of mind and they can stop abusing drugs right right exactly but okay this case isn't a drug a drug right. situation this is like an actual right horrible criminal <laughs> right i'm but, just discussing like what different types of crime oh no would i necessitate know. different things right no i know but like um, for the cases like the purposes of the episode itself like like a murder case or like a mm -hmm. assisting in a assault and murder of a child like i think that even if a criminal is in prison like they should be in prison simply for the purpose of keeping everybody outside of the prison safe right not so that they can be put in prison to be like tortured for the rest of their life right it's not about punishing that person it's about keeping society safe it's about saying okay you're a pedophile so you're not safe to be around children and instead of you know punishing you we just want to keep you in a place where and you don't have access to kids and kids don't have access to you and everyone is safe in that situation and it is a punishment in and of itself like just being in prison because you lose a lot of your rights you know like and privileges right and privileges like you don't get to just walk down the street to the diner or go get a cup of coffee you don't get to hang out with your friends you don't get to do so many things like it is a punishment why do you need to take it one step further and fucking torture them or to kill them or to kill them yes that brings us on to the death penalty like i've already said in this podcast i don't support the death penalty but i understand why some people do everybody has their own opinions and i can completely respect everybody's opinions on this um but like i feel like this episode really helps bring about like the moral implications of prison like really brutal prisons and the death penalty because like why would you why are we torturing these people well and to me i i personally am like to the point now where when i see the way that our prison system works and who gets harsh sentences and who doesn't especially in the united states it is built into our systems to over punish poor people black people other people of color lgbt people 
and to further reinforce the caste system that exists in the United States and keep the rich out of prison and the poor in prison and keep black people in prison so that they can't vote or so that they can't, you know, have access to society. And so to a certain extent, I see the prison system in America as a very, like, punitive, punishing system rather than as a system that was designed to keep Americans safe and to keep society running well. If we were in a place where the, you know, prison system wasn't torturous and violent and dangerous, I think that it would be a totally different situation. Because to me, in my perspective, the only reason we should have a prison is to keep society as a safe place. And like I said, I can understand why, like, pedophiles or rapists, which rapists don't even get prison sentences, so I don't know why I mentioned them, but, you know, (laughs) if, you know, if we lived in a world where rapists went to prison, rapists and murderers who are all were seen to be people that could not be on the streets because they're going to reoffend and they will not be safe for people to be around and they'll end up raping or murdering more people that would be fine and good but the system doesn't exist like that and the system is designed in the united states to punish people and when they talk about like oh prisoners have flat screen tvs and they can get an education and they can read lots of books it's like no most prisons have like a shoebox of books like they don't have tvs they don't have like a lot of prisons they're forced to work um Right. Like, if you look at a country like New Zealand, where they offer, like, actual opportunities for reform and, like, opportunities for prisoners, that's a different case scenario, you know? Right. But, yeah, the the United States prison system is fucked. And it, to me, operates much more like the punitive system where you're you're punishing someone for something that they don't even remember or you know that wasn't a big deal in the first place like stealing a backpack like no one's hurt it was fifty dollars to begin with and now they've been in prison for 20 years like what was the purpose right but okay going back to the episode though yeah like the like and the implications of, like, torturing, like, abducting, torturing, and then murdering, like, a little girl. Like, obviously, she needs to be punished for that. But, like, she should be kept away from society in a prison, not tortured and every day for the rest of her life. And also, I want to bring up the fact that fucking, it's a tourist destination for yeah. people to bring their children to, to watch this girl be tortured. But... The thing is, that would absolutely happen. Yeah. Because look at what happened when Ted Bundy was killed. And I'm not saying Ted Bundy was a fucking awful dude. I'm not defending Ted Bundy in any stretch of the imagination. But we know based on situations like Ted Bundy that that would absolutely happen. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just disgusting. Like... These people are bringing their children to watch this woman be tortured. Somebody had, like, a fucking baby with them. Like, I don't know, man. People are fucked. And, like, like you said, that's the thing. Like, it would absolutely happen. And that just makes me feel like society is so fucked up. I hate people. Well, and that's... I think that's the thing about Black Mirror. That's the point of Black Mirror. With the exception of San Junipero. I don't think that there's any moral thing that we can learn from that other than gay people rule. But, um... (laughs) 
like i mean with san junipero i think it's just like do you want to go to heaven or like or whatever that san junipero is or do you want to pass on but like it's a personal choice well and i feel like that doesn't tell you anything about humanity i think that just tells you like about you personally and like what you believe about the afterlife and right you know Mm mm-hmm if you think that we go into nothingness, it makes sense that you would want to go to San Junipero instead. But regardless, right. right? This episode tells you, like, people lo- love punishing other people. They love... It's like there's this parable that Jesus tells in the Bible where this person is saying, like, you have a speck in your eye, you have a speck in your eye. And Jesus is like, take the log out of your own eye first, Right. Everyone loves to point out the speck in other people's eyes and to punish them for it and to make them humiliated for it, but they don't ever want to have any accountability for the issue that they've got going on, the log that's in their eye. They don't want to deal with that. They want to punish everyone else and have grace for themselves. Everyone wants that. Or I would say, not everyone, but society as a whole is very interested in punishing other people but not not me i deserve to be not go to prison yeah that makes sense okay now that we've talked about our favorite episodes i think that we should move on to kind of the conundrum of black mirror the like the downfall of it the downfall of the show (laughs) yeah so black mirror was great for like a solid four seasons um solid three for sure three the three seasons were really good the fourth season had some like high moments and some low moments like there were some good episodes and then there were some pretty bad episodes but season five is where black mirror a thousand percent sold out they had big actors in it People like Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Topher Grace from that 70s show, and Miley Cyrus is in the last episode, which is horrible. Um, It is god-awful. I hated that episode. Very genuinely, it is just a, like autobiography of miley cyrus um where she's like (laughs) it is with like a fucking talking robot that's all it is yeah like oh my god my life was so hard because everyone wanted to me me to be this like politically correct young girl who like sang songs about you know how great it is to be a teen and i just wanted to do punk rock and it's like okay which like Okay, here's the thing. I understand how hard it must be to be a Disney star or a Nickelodeon star. Definitely. Um, like, the amount of pressure that must be put on those those people is insane. I cannot even imagine it. Especially as a girl, like as a woman, it must have been insane. But Miley Cyrus is also extremely privileged, and I think we can all agree with that fact. But not only that, to me it's like, it doesn't, like, that isn't the point of Black Mirror. The point Mm -hmm. of Black Mirror is to have compelling stories about technology and the ways that it affects society. society. Right. 
not mm-hmm. about a doll that dances and a girl who's a pop star who doesn't want to be a pop star anymore. Like, that story is not a Black Mirror story. It's a cute... That's a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, it's a cute Disney Channel movie, but it is not a Black Mirror episode. It literally was a Disney Channel movie. Like, them breaking into her house and, like, managing to get in, pretending to be, like, exterminators, and then, like, her magically waking up from the coma that wasn't really a coma. Right. And then, like, the ending with the song. You know, like, it just, like, was... It literally was a fucking Disney movie posing as a Black Mirror episode. Right. And then, like, there was another episode in the series where it was, like, about a rideshare person who gets, like, an intern that gets abducted from a rideshare, or any rideshare, and the person who abducts him intentionally takes him so that he can, like, blackmail somebody. It's like, that's just a fucking action movie. That's not a Black Mirror episode. Like, none of these things are, like, about society as a whole or about morality they're just stories and they're fine like they're not terrible but none of them are like really pressing about like right like the only thing that was like a comment on society in that episode was like oh we all use our phones too much we're all on facebook too much which like we all already fucking know right and like and there was nothing futuristic about it either which is kind of the point of black mirror Right. And there's no, like, n- you don't learn anything. The only episode where you learned anything, and you really didn't even learn anything, this one is the first one, where um, it's these two guys who play video games together, and this particular video game has this loophole where you can, like, it's, like, virtual reality, but, like, to the point to where you can feel everything. And it's a fighting game that they're playing, but for some reason you can make your characters have sex with each other. And so they start doing that, and then they, like, or, like, maybe we actually really like this. We're going to leave our wives for each other. And then they don't because they're, like, actually, it's not, like, a thing between us. It's just, like, we like this game and having sex with each other in this game. Right. Because, like, in the game, like, the characters in the game are also, like, a man and a woman. So it's, like, straight sex also. Right. And it's it- just very weird. But, like, it's also, like, really complicated because it's, like, is he cheating on his wife? You know? Right. Like, it brings up all those questions. Because it's, like, it's a video game, but, like, he's also doing it with someone else. So it's, like, is he cheating on his wife? Yeah. And, and then it ends with his wife being, like, one night a year, you can play the video game. Right. And it's just, like, why? Like, And then they we... kiss. They kiss in real life to see if they have feelings for each other. And it ends up being, like, haha, no homo here, guys. No homo here. Right. And it would have like, been a much better story if they had actually been in love with each other, in my mm-hmm, opinion. It would have been. Although, Katie and I, I will say, have a serious problem with cheating in TV shows and movies. Especially yeah. when it comes to queer relationships. <laughs> well, because it's just so, A, it's so overdone. And B, like, being gay doesn't make you, or being bi, doesn't make you any more likely to cheat. So the fact that every fucking gay woman in every storyline ever, I, I use gay as an umbrella term there, every woman who's in a woman-love-woman relationship in a storyline ever 
is cheating and it's like why like why is that necessary for your fucking story it's not i'll tell you that much it's not but yeah i mean in my opinion it still would have been a better story holistically if it were like they did feel something and it was like well maybe this game you know let us see into ourselves in a different way you know yeah i think so too but it's just frustrating that they took it the way that they decided to take it and didn't like bring it any deeper no. but that's black mirror season five for you yeah well they just they had like a few surface level concepts that they were like sure why not and then it was bad it was terrible right they just consistently chose to not bring it any deeper than it could be right but yeah so if you want to watch black mirror watch the first four seasons i think that there are valuable pieces in the first four seasons um don't watch the first episode the first episode is just gross Um, fun relationship fact about katie and i is i only started watching black mirror because of katie when we first met she told me that she was a really big fan of black mirror but she was like don't watch the first episode it's the one where like the prime minister of england gets told to like fuck a pig yeah and i was like okay i won't watch the first episode but i'll watch the show because you told me to watch the show and i really liked katie and i really wanted to impress her and i really wanted her to like me too so i wanted stuff i could talk to her about and so i watched it but i actually ended up watching the first episode and i seriously regretted it and for like a week i was like do i really like her she told me to watch an episode where somebody fucks a pig (laughs) i told you specifically not to watch that episode i know you did but i'm stubborn (sighs) and i'm stupid i literally said the only thing i said go watch black mirror but don't watch the first episode it's not that good and i don't recommend it i think it's a bad like concept and i don't think it's that important to the rest of the story and they're all individual like different things so Oh, I know. But then I I started watching the rest of the episode and I was like, oh, no, this is really fucking good. I have really good taste in people because, like, you're a great person. Mm, Thanks, babe. And then we just kept talking about it the whole time we were getting to know each other. Yeah. But yeah, that's those are our thoughts on Black Mirror. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't, please let us know. Obviously, this is a different format, so just be gentle. But also, if you'd rather have something different, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd try something new. But yeah, if you did enjoy it, share it with anybody else who you think will enjoy it. Please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review on Apple on the Apple Podcast app. That really helps us out a lot as a new podcast. You can follow us on our social medias that will be linked in the show notes as always. That's Instagram at FatalTales, on Twitter at FatalTalesPod, and send us any other case suggestions at FatalTales at gmail.com. And yeah, that's all. Remember, guys, be gay and don't do crimes. Or at least don't get caught. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.